The Exxon radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Yep, coming to you from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com, and our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Watch out for our new publication that comes out November the 15th. It is called The Media Pool. And what it is, it's a place for authors, guests, publishers, publicists to get together and get their information out directly to members of the media. If you'd like more information on how you could get yourself in the media pool, all you have to do is send an email to admin at themediapool.net. That's admin at themediapool.net. My guest this hour is one of the most Incredible ladies that you will ever hear on any radio station, on any television station, in any member of the print media whatsoever. Her name is Michelle White Dove, and I've had the pleasure of speaking to Michelle a number of times. She is a celebrity psychic, and she is the first legitimate psychic to prove her supernatural abilities by being tested on television. Now, filmed under the strictest FCC guidelines to guarantee authenticity, Lifetime TV named her America's number one psychic, uh, awarding her this title of distinction after winning America's Psychic Challenge and $100,000 in a competition series with demanding tests. Now, Michelle actively works as an enlightenment teacher, health intuitive, psychic investigator, spiritual medium, ghost stalker, and futurist. As an expert in her field, recently she was interviewed by Matt Lauer on the Today Show and featured in the HBO documentary, documentary, No One Dies in Lilydale, about a town where everyone talks with the dead. Joining me now is my good friend, Michelle Whitehoff. And Michelle, welcome back to the Exxon. Always a great pleasure and honor having you with us here. Feeling is mutual. Thank you. Congratulations on everything. And uh, you know what? You are one of the most credible, 
hardest working people that uh, that I know. And you know what, Michelle? Something that a lot of people don't know. You help a lot of people. You really do, and uh, that's what makes you so special. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Uh, really, that's truly the fuel for my fire. That's what drives me, is to make the world a better place. And that you do, my dear friend. You've got a brand new book out called Ghost Stalker. What's it about? Well, actually, it's not It's not brand new. I, I think uh, but <laughs> it's just some people, aren't, they're more into the angels than the ghosts. But I have Ghost Stalker. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I chose the name, because, you know, in my, in my house, it's like poltergeist. <laughs> it's constant. So I decided that um, based on Halloween and the girls and I were watching, I said, you know, we should do a tour to the most haunted places and uh, write this book based on the tour and stalk them for a change instead of them stalking me. Mm. So that's how we came up with the name Ghost Stalk in the United States and went to some of the most haunted places. I wanted to educate people about that phenomenon because there's so much, um, let's just say, bad information and, and the lack of information, the lack of education in that area that it really blew me away. So I wanted to write a book not only solely based on the historical facts of each location, but what happened to the crew and I, the phenomenon while we were there, and then the channel information. So it's kind of written in a, a, a journal you know, format, like mm-hmm. you're on this journey. And then you can actually go to the website, michellewhitedove.com, and click on the books and see different phenomenon that we were able to capture. So I had so much fun doing that that I wrote I wrote Ghost Stalker 2, where we toured and we went, um, I call call it the old world, Europe, but we went through Ireland and England and Scotland and Wales. Michelle, you and I have to take a little voyage now to commercial land. Please stand by. No problem. Michelle Whitehub is my very special guest. We're talking about Ghost Stalker. Her website is www.michellewhitedove.com. Dot com, and we'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break, Exxon Nation, as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton. Now, I think I know why you sounded so strange on the telephone. But it's hard when you discover
Next on Nation, Michelle White Dove is our special guest. www.michellewhitedove.com. The question we're asking today is Will you be a ghost someday? Well, Michelle White Dove, the author of Ghost Stalker, and, uh, is going to be talking to us about, you know, the secret world of ghosts and why we should be afraid, very afraid. And, Michelle, why should we be afraid of ghosts? Well, the thing about ghosts is, is that they don't leave the, the the realm, you know, Earth. They don't re- leave the planet. Mm-hmm. And some do it out of confusion or their fear of what awaits them on the other side. Some do it out of attachment to a home or a person. There are various reasons and, and various ways, obviously. But ho- however they may be in life, right, Let's say if we just have some miserable, nasty, awful human being and they, you know, have a physical death, but obviously the soul is immortal energy and they choose to stay earthbound, um, there's some ghosts, uh, I call them poltergeists, uh, that are active and aggressive where they actually will um, create all kinds of phenomenon to get the people or family or whatever out of the house. Let's say it's a haunted home. Someone that died there and is very attached to the home and was not a nice human being. That personality still carries over. So, but even worse, because now they're in their astral body, lighter body, and they can manipulate energy because their energy, the TV, the telephone, the radio, they can make sounds, they can knock things over, they can move things. Um, there's been cases where they'll scratch a person or materialize. Um, those are few and far in between, uh, and really, they really need help. That's where they call someone like me, and that's the last resort, not to do, just do a clearing and a blessing, but also sometimes an exorcism. It's uh, dirty, ugly work, but somebody has to do it. So um, when it comes my way, I take it. But that's what inspired me to write about Ghost Stalker 1 and 2, was to educate people for themselves, because sometimes people will mistake um, an actual haunting and they'll say it's an imprint or vice versa and an imprint is where a very tragic let's say murder scene mm-hmm. um took place and it's a an imprint until it fades out you know and that's called an imprint it plays out the same time the same way and that's how you know it's not an active ghost all right let's say somebody calls you to a, a house that they believe is haunted you get there how do you determine michelle whether or not this is an actual haunting or if it's something that is in the person's and mind yeah. yeah or in their mind that's yeah. a good point that's a good point rob um usually honest to god just because i'm not so gifted in fragmentation i know before even getting there so i'll tell them um sometimes when i get there it's a matter of me getting that Ghost. My, my main objective is to find out what their story is. That's mm-hmm. what I did with Ghost Talker and Ghost Story too. Communicate to them, tell them what their options are, and get them to cross over. Now, most of the time, I can get them to cross over. There's only been a handful where I haven't. But even if I can't get them to go to the heavens, what I can do is have them leave that home, get them rid, rid them of that home or that person that they're attached to. And it's more than just a ceremony. It's more than faith. It's a conviction and knowing, and it's a gift that God gave me. And um, I'm happy to utilize it because they can be quite naughty if they're um, not coming from unconditional love and light. Why does a ghost decide to stay on this side of the light and not go into the light, Michelle? 
sometimes, a lot of times I find uh, what I would say really wraps up the majority of the ghosts that we have are those that have uh, been murdered um, or suicide or in war um, and their life taken what they think prematurely. Um, for example, murders, a lot of the ghosts are waiting for justice. Uh, they want the story told, the truth told, um, to help the family, help them so then they can move on and then they go to the other side. Suicides, that's, that's where we get a lot of our ghosts. Um, that's, a, that's a naughty, that's a big no-no, not to say that we're judged as religion is taught, but there's definitely some serious karma that's incurred that's negative from taking yourself out of life prematurely. So a lot of suicides won't cross over out of fear of maybe what their faith was or damnation or hell or, or whatnot. So they just stay earthbound or in what I call the lower astral realms. Um, and then there are those that are just clearly confused, believe it or not, um, like a lot of men and, and women that have served and have been taken out. They They just forgotten their way home and even though they've had help they just aren't ready to cross over god honors our free will in this lifetime and also in spirit and always michelle just some scenarios okay okay are are there both good and evil spirits or 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 ghosts and what's the difference between a, a spirit and a ghost None, really. It's just a term, it's terminology. I mean, it's, you know, play out words. We call mm-hmm. them ghosts. Or I refer to them as wayward spirits or law spirits. Some ghosts know exactly where home is, but choose to stay earthbound. Again, out of maybe an attachment to a person or a home, you'd be surprised what they get attached to. It really is, um, still blows me away to this day. And then there are, again, those that... Um, have forgotten their way home or do not want to pass, and so they're malevolent, you could say. Uh, referring to positive or negative or, or bad or good, again, determines on what they were in life, and that carries over in their spirit body or astral body. They, ha- they learn those tricks, you could say. They learn ways to affect our world, our realm, even though they're in between. They're pal- parallel. They're in between worlds they still can affect ours, and they figure that out. And the nastier, nasty, as nasty as they may be in life, they can even get nastier because they learn the tricks and things to do and who to affect. Hence why um, when you find a person that is stronger than just saying, oh, I have faith, mm-hmm. but a conviction or certainty, usually they, they don't have any problem. They can't affect you. So tell me, how do you protect yourself when you go into an establishment or a home that is haunted that you yourself, oh, Michelle, boy, yeah. do not um, bring bring these spirits or ghosts home with you? No, that, believe me, that's, <laughs> that's the last thing I want to do. Mm. Um, I, again, you know, you know, Rob, I've been gifted since childhood. Yep. I was born this way. I crossed over at 18. This was a gift, another gift that God gave me. I, I always go into prayer and meditation. There's a ceremony that's performed. Um, I know that uh, ceremony, but it's not just the ceremony. It's my conviction, my certainty, and the aid of the Godhead and also the Archangel Michael and the Archangel Uriel and the Archangel Metatron that I work with that helps me rid of those energies or those attacks and to cut that from either the house or the person or or even myself, for that matter, um, where they're able to help me to accomplish 
the job. Could not do it without Spiritate. Michelle, has there ever been a time when you have felt yourself to be in personal danger helping someone else out? Absolutely, yes. Yes, that's a handful. I'd say probably, um, yeah, a handful of times, yes. It's dirty work, it's dirty work, but, you know, there's hardly anyone that does it anymore. Some shamans do it, but they usually don't go to you. Um, I know in Catholicism, the the older priests knew the the ceremony and the ways, but unfortunately it wasn't passed down, and so they lost that. And um, the Vatican is overwhelmed. All Catholicism is overwhelmed with people that are calling saying, my house is possessed or my child, and they really just don't do anything about it. So it's... Um, it's not pleasant for some people. I'm kind of the last stop. But really what, where they get me is with mm-hmm. children. If there's a children, uh, children involved or a spirit that's hurting that child or that home, um, that's where I definitely come in hot and heavy. <laughs> how, does, how does one know the difference between a true possession and someone who has psychological problems? Oh, no, for, no, for me, it's no, I'm like not talking. I'm not, I'm not talking about you, dear, because I know that you're very gifted and yeah. you're very talented. You but, mean for the regular person? Yeah. Um, a lot of times they don't know, honestly. Um, they don't know. They, they think, okay, something has changed mm-hmm. here. Are they possessed? Uh, or is it just their state of mind? And sometimes it's both. You make a good point. People that... Um, that's a very good point. Well, thank you. People that are, let's say, chemically imbalanced right. or bipolar or now on medication, or let's say they're adding drugs to that and, and drinking, that makes them even more wide open and acceptable to um, wayward dark spirits that love to take over, and it's mm. very easy for them to do that. And usually uh, the family can tell because the personality changes and the things that they say and they do and the way they act is completely different than if they were in their right mind, much less if they were not wide open. It's pretty easy when it, when you take it to that level. All right, Michelle, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exonation, Michelle White Dove is our special guest. Her website is www.michellewhitedove.com. Will you be a ghost someday? Well, when we come back, we're going to ask Michelle that question. Once again, she's the author of Ghost Stalker. Her website is www.michellewhitedove.com. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Once again, if you'd like to send an email, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Do not go away.
You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. Why do I feel like I'm losing control? People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. Faces come out of the rain. Exonation Michelle White Dove is our special guest, www.michellewhitedove.com. And we're talking about ghosts. And by the way, Exonation, here's a Gallup poll figure. Americans believe in psychic and paranormal phenomenon. The statistics are up over last decade, more than half believe. Once again, if you'd like more information on Michelle, her website is www.michellewhitedove.com. Michelle, tell me. Do some wayward souls seek revenge when they get to the other side? Uh, Well, they may seek revenge being wayward, Mm -hmm. but once they cross over to the other side in the heavens, no. All right, but what happens happens before they cross over? Can they seek revenge, and how revengeful can they be? Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Especially in many murder cases, that's exactly what they're doing, and... Once they know someone like I can hear or see them, tag, you're it, they do go home. And they, the only way you get rid of them is by helping them. Um, and that's why I just go, okay, what do you want? So I can just get it done, and then they can go on. And I find that more common, like I said, with murder cases, uh, that they're looking, and even suicides, that they're looking to bring closure and peace and pieces to the puzzle that the family and different people don't have. And so that's kind of where I come in and I'm the voice for them, I guess you can say. How and they... I'm happy to do, do so. So we want them on the other mm-hmm. side, not wayward. Tell me, how do they know that you know what they know and what they're doing? Can they actually because, communicate with you? Yes, absolutely. Um, that's why, again, I did those books, Ghost Talker 1, the United States, and Ghost Talker 2, the old world, because they can see me. I can see them. I can hear them, feel them, smell them, taste, know, and vice versa. And so it, it's just, um, I mean, I could be in the airport, Rob, as crazy it may sound, and pop, there there goes somebody, you know, and or the grocery store or wherever. And, um, yes, I have actually stopped in the airport or the grocery store and actually given a message to someone. And you just don't know if you're going to be smacked or they're going to love you for it or, or what, the, what it is. But if Spirit gives it to me, I always trust that and go with it. And I haven't got smacked yet, so I must be doing something right. In your opinion, Michelle, where, where's the most haunted location in the United States? In the United States, hands down, I would say Myrtle's Plantation, and that's in Louisiana. Um, that's about... Uh, maybe about two hours outside of the French quarters. 
uh, that place is crazy. I stayed there. That was one of the most haunted places. And we got so much phenomenon that people actually check in and check right on out. Oh, my goodness. And in the U.K., hands down, um, Chillingham Castle, one of the most haunted places in the world Mm -hmm. where people are locked in and locked out. You don't see people, and people usually try, try to flee immediately. That that even I got scared there, and I don't get scared of those things because I know what they are. But that was pretty um, incredible, so much so that I'd like to go back to both places. Tell me, Michelle, do the dead actually look as horrible as they do in Hollywood movies? No, no. Um, actually, they take the form that they were in their prime, or the form that you know their healthy form. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while, a handful of times, I've had them reveal themselves horribly, and that's usually the naughty ones, believe it or not. They, they have fun with that, you know, but I've only had that a handful of times. They usually show themselves healthy and, and as they want to be remembered. Because I have to describe them to a person. I have to say, well, you have your mom here, and this is what she looks like, and this is how she passed, and this is why she's not over. And, mm-hmm. and so it's always my job to tell their story and get them over. Do the de- soul retrieval work. Do the deceased try to communicate with us using electricity, radio waves, ah, phones, yes, and yes. coincidences? Absolutely. To the answer to that is yes. They try to communicate. Let's say they had a favorite song, your okay. song, the only two of you know about, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll turn on the TV, the computer. They can manipulate energy and make sounds, and they will keep on doing it until they get your attention. Wow. Especially if they have a strong personality in life, mm-hmm. a very aggressive, strong personality. It's even that much more in spirit. All right, let me, let me ask you this. What's the difference between a ghost and grandma who's on the other side? <laughs> you always crack me up, Rob. Um, there's a very big difference because grandma on the other side is uh, going through the process of her own, her home welcoming party, her life review evaluation, not judgment, and she's in healing. So life goes on. You see, we're immortal. Um, and you said the difference between grandma being on the other side and between a wayward spirit. Yeah. A wayward spirit is a, maybe, let's say, somebody else's grandma that wasn't ready to leave, and she's wayward, meaning wayward means she's lost. She forgot her way home mm-hmm. and has not chose to go to the light or through a tunnel or to her family that's calling her, you see? And those reasons may be due to dementia or Alzheimer's, and she's just lost for a little bit. And they work with her. There are actually angels that do soul retrieval work. There are actually some of us here on Earth that are pulling a double, like me, for example. Even when I sleep, sometimes I'll help souls cross over um, in, you know, what you guys think of the dream state or out of body, or even um, do healing and teaching on the other side. Michelle, does everyone have the ability or the power to see ghosts? No, not everybody, no. I mean, can they develop it? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes, but sometimes that development takes many incarnations. Uh, It's it's a high vibration and frequency you have to hold, and it's rare. Um, The ones that have been around, meaning wayward ghosts or or ghosts, period, uh, the longer that they're ghosts, they learn all the tricks, and when they physically materialize, a lot of people can't see them, but... I can certainly see them. It takes a lot of energy for them to do that. Hence why 
I wrote the, the book Go Stalker to stalk them, tell their story, educate people about that, and also educate them about if maybe they have that problem and the difference and how they show up as orbs. Sometimes people will take photos and see these large round uh, balls of light going, wait a minute, it wasn't raining, this isn't from the camera. Um, sometimes they'll just see in their house as lights and um, energy move, but they won't see them fully materialized. It depends on how aggressive they are. Now, when you, s- when you see a ghost, Michelle, do you see it as if it's a, 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 a real person, or is the spirit translucent, uh, like looking in through um, a cloud? I, I see it as a real person, but there's, they're a lighter body, so the density, you know, elasticity, they're outside of time and space as we know it, so they are a bit translucent, mm. like I could put my hand through it, you understand? Have you ever had Put a my co- hand through them like a cold? Yeah. Whenever you feel them, it's a very cold spot, and it's a, a an energy that you feel. And haven't you ever had that feeling like something is watching you, but you can't quite see it? My Big dogs time. a lot of times will look up like, hey, Mom, what's there, you know? So I see them quite clearly and always have, but not everybody does. But pe- there are other people that can, no doubt. Hmm. You sound a bit confused, Rob. Oh, I, I'm, I, 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 no, I'm not confused. It's it's that, uh, you know, like, there's there's so much to understand when it comes to ghosts. And, and I guess my next That's question true. for you is, why has society made it such a taboo to oh, talk about ghosts? Oh, and, we and, both know the answer to that, but I'll be happy to say it. Sure. Religion. Ah. Religion. Um, because it's something that is taboo. It's something that um, no one really talks about. Mm-hmm. And even in the books that we do have, they are um, fiction. I'm sorry, not, I'm trying to think fiction, yeah, nonfiction. Basically, stories. So, like, even if I go into the section where they put me, which is they put me in all different types of sections, <laughs> Barnes and Noble Borders, there's very little material that's actually truth, facts about ghosts. And, you know, this is a phenomenon that people are more open to now. It's not as taboo and are not afraid to talk about and kind of coming out of the closet, if you want to say, and looking for answers. So um, I'm glad because that means that we're waking up a little bit and and knowing that there's more out there than what we see to the eye, so to speak. Tell me, can ghosts actually change their appearance? Yes, they can. Really? Yes. Not not in the actual full appearance Mm -hmm. of... They can show themselves sickly, you know, or, the, or however it is that they passed, or in their prime. You, now, they don't change into another person or another look-alike, if that's what you mean. But it, it's them, and they can actually alter their age and their appearance while, while you're communicating with them? Yes, absolutely. Y- yes. You, you said a few minutes ago, Michelle, that, the, the, you know, you're communicated with uh, whether you're doing your shopping or at the airport. How how do you get any peace and quietness in your life if you're always being disturbed <laughs> by spirits? Um, I I got to be honest with you, Rob. That's the only way I know. Um, I I'm a busy lady, you and sure um, sometimes I get a little frustrated. At this one particular time, you might find this quite entertaining. I open up my eyes, and I had a whole pack of them, like a whole group that got wiped out at one time and didn't know where to go and didn't know they were dead. And I was so tired, so tired, Rob. I opened up my eyes. I said, this is a dream. I closed my eyes. I pulled my covers up. I'm like, please make them go away. I'm too tired for this tonight. 
I, I look again, they're all in my room. So I finally got mad, and I called in um, God first and foremost, of course, but the Archangel Michael and Uriel to deport their butts to the other side because I was too tired. And then as soon as I called them in, I've been working with Michael um, ever since I was a little girl, the Archangel Michael, mm -hmm. you know, who protects you physically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And he got rid of the whole group for me. So if I feel overwhelmed like that, then, you know, I always call in for help, and they're always there to help me. Talking about, talk about having people in high places on your side. Wow, Archangel Michael, wow. T tell me, all right, now that you may find... <laughs> I hope that didn't sound presumptuous. No, 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 but... no, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all, not at all, not at all. In fact, I believe in angels. I, I, I truly do. Tell me something. Now, you may find this funny, but, uh, you know, like, I feel comfortable talking to you. We've known each other a number of years. Uh, yes. Tell me, do ghosts watch us when we're naked? <laughs> Sometimes, yes, <laughs> and sometimes no, but yes, um, some of them are naughty, yes, yes, indeed. So if the ghost is naughty, are we supposed to be nice? Um, no, that's where, you, if you're smart, you'll call upon the Archangel Michael yourself and Uriel, who everyone confuses the Archangel Uriel of like, oh, creation and fire and passion and drive and ambition. Mm -hmm. he, is all, he is that. But he's also God's first-hand assassin. He never misses his target. He's quite a fierce Uriel. Um, so he comes in handy on times like that. I would imagine so. Uh, when we dream of a dead relative, Michelle, what does that mean? It's a dissertation, usually, where, where you have to raise your vibration. You're in your you know, spirit form, mm -hmm. your astral body that looks like you do in life. And then they have to lower their vibration and meet you somewhere in the middle so you can hold that space and place, that vibration and frequency to usually deliver a message or just a visitation to say, hey, look at me, I'm okay. You know, they always have a message. They don't speak with a set of vocal cords. It's telepathic, clairvoyant. But it's a visitation. It's more real than what you'll remember some days in life. And that's their way of getting through to us and letting us know that life goes on and that they're okay. They're better than okay. Exonation, if you'd like to find out more about Michelle White Dove, if you'd like to find out about Michelle's readings, her books, and her national appearances, go to her website at www.michellewhitedove.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-W-H-I-T-E-D-O-V-E.com. That's www.michellewhitedove.com. Now, you can even go on a vacation with... With Michelle White Dove, you can join Michelle and other experts on the 2012 Mayan Prophecy Cruise to Mexico in March of 2011. Now, for more information, once again, the website to remember is www.michellewhitedove.com. That's www.michellewhitedove.com for more information. Uh, we've got about a minute before I have to take my next break, Michelle. December 21st, 2012. Is it hype? Is it the end of the world? Or is it a change in spirituality? Or is it something it is, else? It's, it's the, it is a change in our vibration and frequency and about pe people spiritually waking up. But it's also creating a lot of change where people already made their choice, whether they're consciously or unconsciously aware of it in 2006, whether they were going to climb up the ladder mm -hmm. and raise their vibration and become spiritually awake and change these man-made programs that are no longer working for the people, 
or those that say, hey, I don't care if things are perfect when they're not, and I'm not changing, and I'm not waking up, well, they'll, that will be dealt with one way or another. It's not the end of the world. It's the end of the world as we've known it, and man-made systems that no longer serve the people. All right, Michelle White Dove is my very special guest to this Hour Exonation. When we come back, I'll tell you more information about the 2012 cruise that Michelle is going to be part of and how you can take part in it as well. And for more information on her readings, her national appearances, or where you might have the opportunity of meeting this young lady in person, www.michellewhitedove.com. That's www.michellewhitedove.com. My name's Rob McConnell. This is The Exxon. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. And welcome back, everyone. Michelle White Dove is my very special guest this hour. Her website is www.michellewhitedove.com. Now, ExoNation, if you would like to vacation with Michelle White Dove, I would. Uh, I don't know anybody who wouldn't. You can join Michelle and other experts on the 2012 Mayan Prophecy Cruise to Mexico this coming March 2011. For more information, you can visit her website at www.michellewhitedove.com. But, Michelle, can you give us a little bit of an insight into what's going to be happening on your cruise? Yes. Um, it's it's my first cruise, so I'm really excited. And I'm excited about the, um, the topic, which we're all speaking on, mm-hmm. and not only how it affects us individually, but collectively in the earth changes and the changes within the systems. But we have some great people. Um, you know, we have Richard Holgan and we have Daniel Brinkley, Sean David Morton, um, Suzanne. I mean, Stephen, I'm like, I, there's like so many. Yeah, it, it's uh, the who's who of 2012. Right, who's who. All these people are, you know, besides myself, we're all coming on the cruise mm-hmm. in seven days where we'll all be doing different speaking events and then doing a panel and then doing private readings, and then some of us will collaborate, and some of us will do it separate, you know, um, speaking events. So the whole cruise is inspired and based on the Mayan prophecy, and people that are coming on, you could say are, I don't know if you want to say some of them are my students, clients, fans, people that I read for, and for the other people as well. So that's the topic that we're talking on, and each of us uh, articulate that message obviously differently, and some of us uh, have different um, 
messages or information mm-hmm. on the topic of the Mayan cruise because so many people really do think that, oh, my goodness, 2012, it's the end of the yeah. world. We're all going to die. And that's not at all what it's about. So we're here to do this spiritual um, conference on this uh, seven-day cruise, um, Norwegian Star Cruise. So I'm excited. We'll be stopping into um, Mexi- Mexico. <laughs> may, may the force be with us. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, like I said, it's just really all of us, a collaboration of speaking together, individually mm-hmm. supporting each other, and, you know, all of whomever, because we actually start out um, in L.A., California, and then, you know, make the cruise. Yep. So I have to fly to California just to come back my way. So people, anyone can just come in, whether they want to see Sean, whether they want to see me, whether whoever they want to see, um, it's really they're going to end up seeing all of us. Well, I, I, I don't know. I guess, I guess I am a little biased because I'd go there to see uh, America's number one psychic, my friend, Michelle Whitehoff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, so many, you know, I'm, I have it up on my official site, michellewhitehoff.com, and for all those listeners... If they are coming on the cruise to see me, they're actually supposed to, when they check in Mm -hmm. and they pay, they're supposed to let the person that's in charge of that know because each person that comes in is actually um, supporting me, which takes care of the trip so I can be on this All right, Michelle, I I hate to do this, my dear friend, but you and I have to say so long for now. Take care of yourself, Michelle. Always a great pleasure. Exonation, www.michellewhitedove.com. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. God bless.